Christian listeners, and welcome to another episode of Blessed Are the Binary Breakers. I'm your host, Avery Smith, and today you'll be hearing from Hanka, a bigender lesbian from Poland. Hanka was born in Warsaw and lives there now, but he's also lived in Israel and Belgium. I was excited to get to hear what it's like being LGBT in Poland. Let's get into the interview. I normally start is by asking you to um, share anything you want with the listener, whether that's about gender, pronouns, faith. Um, so my name is Hanka. My pronouns are she, her, or he, him. I have been a Christian my whole entire life. I still am. Uh, I was raised Catholic or Catholic. I don't know how to pronounce that. I never heard it spoken. <laughs> um but um yeah that's how i've been raised poland is a very catholic country like that's Mm -hmm. the only option you have even the atheists are secretly catholic because (laughs) yeah because all our national holidays are also the catholic holidays and yeah so um that was my only option growing up is being catholic Mm -hmm. but right now i'm feeling a huge disconnect from it on many levels uh mostly the one where like only quote-unquote good people get to take the eucharist that is that's not something that's very theological sound to me you would prefer Um, an open table where anyone can take yeah i feel like that's what Jesus is all about that like Mm. anyone can go and not the chosen people that makes sense to me me too but no one wants (laughs) to talk about that really Um, Um, because I tried to get into like arguments with everyone oh yeah (laughs) yeah I was that smart ass kid in in religion class that was like um, the teacher said anything and I'm like well actually oh my gosh that's great yeah, uh, but the teacher was like, well, actually, and I'm just like, okay, I've only read the kids' Bible, so I yeah. have no arguments here. I mean, well, later on, I read the actual Bible, but then I was out of religion class because they only do mm. that in, in elementary school. Yeah, and it is, in Catholicism, it's hard to debate um, mm. just because they can say like, oh, well, the catechism says it. So exactly. it's don't. Yeah, but like, and I don't buy the catechism at all. It's like, okay, but why is this old dude 500 years ago supposed <laughs> to have the answer and not me? And no one's really ever debating that. And like, even like the whole structure is so, is so just so sequely spirally that even if one church decides um if one pastor or priest or anyone decides to be like hmm actually i think this is wrong mm-hmm. then he has to take it to his um in poland we have like a probosht and that's like the head of the parish and he has to take it to the like head of the group of parishes and up 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 mm-hmm. all the way to, to the pope so it, yeah. it might get lost somewhere along the way yeah i i was also i grew up catholic and I still feel a lot of connection to Catholicism, except for all that, all that yeah. hierarchical stuff. Uh, I still value a lot of parts of Catholicism, like 
you can take Mother Mary out of my cold dead hands. Yes, same. <laughs> exactly. Like um, there's a there's there's one Protestant church in Warsaw. It's a okay. Lutheran church, uh-huh. and I was considering going there. But then I was like, am I going to like arrive there and be like, well, that's actually my emotional support idolatry. So (laughs) I'm going to keep that. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they would probably not kick me out like Mm -hmm. immediately. I'm looking for a church where I don't have to fight everyone about my beliefs. So that wouldn't really help. Yeah. I don't know. In the United States, the main form of lutheranism is actually really progressive and they're pretty chill Mm. but i have no idea what it's like in poland no not chill at all like their website uh well first of all they're um they have an all-male leadership which is then like that's just like catholicism (laughs) yeah exactly it was just like okay so all male leadership. So, like, the only thing that would improve for me is like the Eucharist part and mm-hmm. not having to have a heart attack uh, and a full on breakdown every time I have to go to confession. So, I mm-hmm. think, well, yeah. that is a pro, but like, yeah. not that much. Mm-hmm. For me to like convert and fight my whole family. Because mm-hmm. I had conversations with them, especially with my dad, like, because he's pretty open to having discussions with me, but we usually just agree to disagree, but yeah. we both, like, don't agree with each other. <laughs> yeah, but I think I got him on board with, like, LGBT affirmation, kind oh, of. I think I got him to side B, but we're, we're, we're working on side A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been trying to change him, change his opinions for three years, and he's been trying to change mine for 19, so I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Yeah, but um, as I'm telling you, I always was just the one, I think I was just like fighting for fighting's sake. Before I knew like anything, I would like not buy into a lot of things. My faith was always pretty strong. Um, Oh, I also went to like a Catholic preschool. Mm-hmm. Because those are a thing in Poland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Catholic schools are in the U.S., but preschools, I don't know. Yeah, start them young. Yeah, yeah the indoctrination does start pretty young. <laughs> um, and when they had, like, a conversation, um, and they were like, oh, so you have a brother, and oh, and yeah, and I was like, yep, God gave them to my parents. And they were like, okay, good kid. <laughs> I really did believe that. So, yeah. like, my faith has always been there. Like, before I started making, making like, decisions for it to be there. When did you start feeling less connected to Catholicism? Um, when I started coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, before that, when I started, like, discovering, well, first, my sexuality because mm-hmm. I got a crush on my best friend in middle school, as I think everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that just caught me off board so much because I did get get like crushes on guys. Like they weren't crushes. I was just a kid. I was like yeah. 10 or, you know, so yeah. like, oh, this dude is nice. Yeah. And girl and other girls are saying that they are getting crushes. Is, it, is this this crush they are talking about? I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, I relate to that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we were going on a field trip and my best friend like took a nap on my shoulder and I got butterflies oh. and I was just like, oh my goodness, this oh. is a crush. Oh my God, abort, abort, abort. <laughs> so yeah, so I kind of like put it in the like deal with later pile mm. and it like kept coming up but I was just like nope not right now I yeah. don't have time for this yeah. I'm not gonna deal with it I'm a good Christian girl good <laughs> Christian girls don't get crushes on other girls oh yeah that was like way before I even got into like the gender stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah I find um and then I started like questioning it like because in like any conversation in Poland like gay people kind of exist but not really mm. it's more like an urban legend <laughs> that um that you like scare kids with that, oh my like, God. the cryptid <laughs> yeah oh and trans people are like the ger- the German cryptid that like there are trans people living on um, in the west of Europe oh my god so yeah but not here in poland of course not we're the good people (laughs) oh wow yeah i'm noticing similarities because um i've heard from other podcasts that like uh americans have this weird appropriating the chosen people thing Mm. and polish people have that so much worse like three years ago maybe there was like an official coronation of jesus as the as the king of poland (laughs) <laughs> I might be wrong, but I think that the dude said himself that his kingdom is not in this world. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone over a single country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because um, Mother Mary was like coronated the Queen of Poland in, I don't know, maybe like 14th century or something. Okay. Uh, but it was more like an... Because um, um, a king that was there back when we had a monarchy... Uh-huh. Uh, he like didn't want to get married. Uh, he was uh, like a monk before he was king, but then he had to like put that away and become king. Yeah. So that's why he was like, "Well, my queen is Mother Mary, oh. and like I'm not getting another queen." Yeah, I love so, that. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's iconic. Uh-huh. But like a few centuries later, then like, well, actually. Um, we don't have kings for five centuries now, but um, Jesus. Yeah, and they pretty much caught everyone off guard with that because mm. that was like when the new party won, and they are they are very much just like separation of church and politics. Haven't heard um. of her. Yeah, it's a mess in politics. I think everywhere and in Poland, like. Because nobody found the need to vote because, like, the neutral party, like, always won. But Uh this one time, like, the super conservative, super, like, religious party won. So now everyone is like, oh, so that, like, can happen. Yeah, we do need to vote. Yeah, so there is a lot of, like, resistant movement. Okay. Going on. Yeah. And that's where the whole LGBT conversation is starting to happen. But it's like starting to happen, meaning like, okay, so they do exist. Mm. They are not cryptids from Germany. What do we do with that? Yeah. 
Um, but uh, what I'm seeing from like the mainstream media and stuff, it's more like, well, make them cryptids again. Mm, they want to undo whatever progress there has been. Yeah, well, mm. I think our, I think our only progress is getting an official pride parade to be organized. There are like no bills, no anything. Yeah. I mean, it's good enough that we don't have, like, anti-bills. Mm-hmm. So that's good enough. Like, it's better to not exist than to, like, be openly just repressed. That's, yeah, that's true. I think it can be a good thing, like you said, when people realize, like, oh, no, the conservatives can win. We need to actually vote and stuff. It can be a good wake-up call for people. Yeah, it is a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing a lot of, like, LGBT organizations starting to, to form. Because um, before that, we didn't have any, like, community conscious, something like that. It was, mm-hmm. it was like, everyone was just, like, don't ask, don't tell, including right. the gay people and, like, trans people and everyone. Yeah. We were just like, okay, we're minding our own business. And that's all we're doing. We don't want to be seen because then we don't know what, what what will happen. And it's better to know. Yep. Yep. Just keep your head down and... Yep. But now um, there's uh, one LGBT organization. Uh, I forgot what they're called. Because there are like three main ones and it's one of the three. But okay. they um, they like proposed... Uh, uh, broader sex education for public schools, oh, nice. which would make the terrifying notice that straight married sex is not the only sex you might <laughs> have, kids. Oh, no. Everyone just lost their mind. Yeah. And it's, um, and yeah, it's funny because uh, before you just had like, well, before you didn't have anything, but you had a few slurs, but now it's like those mm. LGBTs, oh, which wow. sounds funny in Polish, not yeah. really in, not really in English, but mm. we don't really like do, we don't really do acronyms. So people yeah. have no idea what it was. So it was just like, what is that? <laughs> and I think that's the main thing that freaked them out. People have no idea what it stands for or no. anything. Yeah. And, yeah, basically just, like, having the awareness that it's not just, like, that it's not some kind of, like, cryptic three people, maybe, that it's, like, a whole community of, like, things they had even no idea about. They're like, Mm -hmm. well, they knew that, like, homosexuals were walking around somewhere, (laughs) not here, though, right? like, trans people haven't heard of her non-binary people have literally have not heard of her and i was gonna say that must be extra frustrating when you you are bi gender which is something that even in Mm -hmm. countries like america not everyone knows about yeah how did you find out about um being non-binary and bi gender where did you find these words since they don't exist in poland really um, so I was, then I was in Belgium, 
and mm -hmm. I just started coming out as a lesbian. I came out to like three people and not to my parents, but I have made a Tumblr because that's where the gays are. And yeah, you were one of the first blogs I stumbled upon. Oh, wow. Because back then I was like, what, 15? Yeah, I was 15. So it was like, yeah, some TV shows. And yeah, I followed a person who was non-binary and I was like... Okay, that's a thing, I guess. Live mm -hmm. your life, queen. <laughs> uh, but, like, I did not get it. Mm -hmm. But I was, like, reading their stuff. And then I had other things recommended to me from, like, the non-binary tag. And I was, like, reading through it and just, like, oh, okay. What's mm -hmm. this dysphoria y'all talking about? Oh, okay. Okay, my life makes so much sense now. Uh, I was first I did I had no idea I experienced dysphoria even when I knew what it was mm. but then when I started like taking apart some of my behaviors when I was like even a small child and then like taking it to the time I I hit puberty because mm -hmm. that's when it really started <laughs> yeah it just started to make sense but then again I freaked out and I was like nope um, trans people are very cool people, but I am fortunately not one of them. How how good? Mm -hmm. uh, but then I saw a post that was like, if you even start questioning, like if you if you think you might be trans, chances are you are because mm -hmm. these people just don't question their gender. Yeah, it's not something that they do. Yeah, I started breaking that apart. I started experimenting with my clothing and seeing what was good, like how I felt good. Mm -hmm. Because I had serious self-esteem issues. Like I had no idea what was going on, but I never felt I looked like good enough. I had I didn't fit with other girls. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't fit with the boys either because I am pretty feminine. So yeah, I've been like just going through things in addition to dealing with other things I discovered through Tumblr because internalized homophobia exists. So yep. yeah. So first I came out as bi, then as... At one point I think I identified as a pan-romantic asexual. Okay. And yeah, just like going through labels of like, yeah, new label, new week, yeah. but nothing ever fit. Yeah, yeah. And then I got into like the gender part and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. let's, let's dissect this first and then maybe the rest will figure itself out. Yeah. And it kind of did. Because when I knew who I was, like, the relationship part came easier. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so it's, I have, like, no strict path how it went. Again, it was a lot of, like, trying on labels, experimenting with clothes. And, uh, and theater really helped me with that. Because I'm, I'm taller than, like, the average person. Okay. So I usually got uh, got male parts, and it did feel really good to like uh -huh. be dressed in masculine clothes and 
be called by he him pronouns mm-hmm. and one time i got to wear a fake beard and i was like <laughs> okay yeah yeah that's cool yeah uh, then i played with drag a little bit um but yeah i never t- took it anywhere except for like okay i'm gonna put some mascara under my nose and see how that feels and like I did kind of consider going to like, because we do have an, we do, in Poland, we do have like LGBT clubs and like drag clubs, Um, but I did consider like going in and seeing what it's all about, Uh but I like panicked every time and never got around to do it. Like, what is it that makes you afraid to go to those places? Um, it's mostly, like, just the kids caring stories that, like, if you didn't get, get raped yet, that's the place that it'll happen. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, like, even though I, now I know it's stupid, because I do have other, like, queer friends that do mm-hmm. go to, to those places, and they are fine. Yeah. They're they're perfectly fine. Nothing happens there. Mm-hmm. But like, you you absorbed all this stuff as a kid, and it's really hard to unlearn that. Yeah, and I'm kind of like kind of nervous that I won't be able to like fully fit in. I mean, I know that it's an irrational fear, uh-huh. but then like kind of like just I got enough to deal with. <laughs> enough fears to overcome. I don't need to overcome that one yet. Yeah. I really, I feel that too. I sometimes worry, especially when I was first coming out, just being like that fear that you won't fit in with other LGBT people when you already don't really fit in with cis straight people. Like it's kind of scary. Like, well, what if I just don't fit in anywhere? Yeah, I feel that way too, but just like, because I do have, I have surprisingly a lot of gay friends. And we just kind of, like, gravitated towards the same places, not even to each other. But um, I think that, like, every every non-straight person ends up in a theater somehow, some way, along their way. (laughs) Yeah. It's a great place to be able to try things out. Yeah. And just, like, trying out different rules, but also, Mm -hmm. like, just that place is just there's no judgment do you still do theater um well yeah right now i'm in school for the costuming so i don't really do the acting part that much yeah that's really cool though so what 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 do you do with costume design do you just design it or do you actually like sew the stuff together well right now uh, right now is just mostly design. It's it's not a great school. I'm gonna throw that shade in there. Because <laughs> um, uh, I just well I didn't get um, my documents didn't get translated in time for like the admissions to actual mm. colleges. Okay. So that's why I was like, okay, Plan B, a year long school. Okay, they're pretty cheap. Let's go there. Okay. It's full of people like. It's everybody's, like, second or fourth choice, and the teachers <laughs> don't really treat it seriously. Oh, yeah. 
So yeah, so it's mostly just like designing and like um, I'm learning a lot about like different materials and cloth and stuff, which is nice. I'm going to use that later because I am mm -hmm. going to an actual school next year. We are supposed to like start sewing stuff, but mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's probably frustrating. Yeah, and the attendance is terrible. Like there are 40 people in the group, but only mm -hmm. like, I've only seen 16 people at once. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But, but yeah, like enough shade at the school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that it made me like really sure that that's what I want to do because I put up with the kind of bad, bad parts of it that like no one treats it seriously. I just, I never missed a class, although I was tempted to many times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, no, this is something I want to do. Mm -hmm. And like, no matter how bad this is, I'm going to make it through because that's what I want to do. And if I give up now, then I'm never coming back. That's also a big character flaw of mine that like, whenever I put something down, I like never come back to it. Uh, yeah, my mom keeps pointing that out whenever I say <laughs> that I want to take a break. And she's like, well, your break lasts the rest of your life anytime oh. you put something down. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because I did like, because um, I was into a lot of things as a kid. Like I, I was really into drawing and then I put that down. Mm -hmm. I was like into sports, uh, like running and swimming. And like, it was a, an interest that lasted a year. And then mm -hmm. I like put that down. Well, it sounds like theater at least is a place where you feel at home and you have passion for it. So yeah. Yeah. But, oh, I wanted to quit many times. Oh, I got okay. frustrated many, many times, but my mm -hmm. mom would never let me. <laughs> and I do have like, uh, conflict searching personality so it's really easy for me to like not get along with just one person <laughs> I think I'm kind of like starting to accept the fact that like not everyone will like me so I need to just let it go and yeah. not want to fight that person behind a Denny's <laughs> I'm guessing you, you don't actually have Denny's in we Poland. don't actually have Denny's I would have to make that trip <laughs> It's not worth it, not for Denny. <laughs> okay, then I'll have to fight them behind something else, but the <laughs> message would be the same. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want to talk about, especially um, anything like sort of ties between faith and gender, such as like you mentioned that it was when you started sort of questioning sexuality and gender that you felt more disconnected from the Catholic Church? Did you... Did you feel at all, like, disconnected from God? Uh, yeah, I did feel disconnected from God. Cause, like, everyone everyone has doubts of some yeah, sort. For sure. And, yeah. And when, like, when it collided, like, doubting the, the church, like, all the questions about myself with doubting God, I just felt that, like, everything I was sure existed, it just, like, didn't yeah and that was like very scary 
and uh, in difficult moments, I did kind of feel like like God abandoned me or something mm. like that. Yeah. Because, yeah, when you're like praying over and over, just pouring your heart into it and just so many things and nothing is happening, no sign, nothing, then you kind of like start just like, okay, nothing is happening. Why? Mm -hmm. And I have like tried leaving faith a few times when I was just like, okay, this would be so much easier if I just didn't believe. And I did kind of like throw my frustrations like, oh, why did I, why do I have to believe? Like, if I didn't, because like I have plenty of people who were raised the same way as I did and they just did not, do not believe. Uh huh. And just like, and they're living their life. They're not crying every night, just wondering if they, like, what will happen to them. So it would be so much easier if I just didn't believe. So I tried that. Like, I, I started reading, like, atheist arguments for, like, why God didn't exist. Mm -hmm. But they, like, just did not convince me enough. Because at the end of the day, you just can't be sure. It's something yeah. that you feel in your gut or you just don't feel. And I yeah. don't think any amount of arguments can fix that for a person. There's something about faith that goes beyond what we can put into words or logically think through. Yeah, because even at my like super evangelizing days, whenever I would have a non-believing friend and I would be like, okay but like read this book uh -huh. and you will be saved and they were like just like well they read the book because they didn't want to hurt my feelings uh -huh. and then they were like yeah nice book but like i'm not convinced so it's it is something that like you either like feel or don't feel i don't know what it is but it it, it is what it is yeah protestants have that idea of faith being a gift from God that you can prepare yourself for. Like you can do things like praying to sort of open yourself to receive that gift. But at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do to earn faith. It's just something that God gives to people in different amounts. Hmm, makes sense, actually. Which is part like when you when God has given you that faith and you try to walk away, it just doesn't work. <laughs> it sure doesn't. Yeah. But yeah, I oftentimes also felt guilty that like I didn't have enough faith, that I yeah. wasn't like good enough at being a Christian. That Catholic guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's there. And I was also like, the best Christian you can have out there. I went to all like the youth retreats, Sunday church every time. I was in the choir. I think the guilt came early that I felt like I was doing something wrong before yeah. I could even like point it. What was it? I just felt like there was something about me that was so wrong that I needed to do everything to mm -hmm. be like better. Kind of like, well, if I can't fit everything then like i'll fit what i can mm -hmm. like you'll be extra good 
at mm-hmm. at serving the church and all that so that maybe god will overlook what is wrong yeah like before because like everyone has their struggles of some sort mm-hmm. so like even before i knew i wasn't um even though I, even before i knew i wasn't straight or cis like i knew something was wrong with me mm. like like that common just my my struggle my sin i think a lot of people felt that yeah. that it's kind of like okay i need to do all those things better if i can't work on that one thing yeah and that's that's so sad and so hard like when you're a little kid and you have this idea that something's wrong with you because you should just be you know growing up and having a you know having fun as a kid and instead yeah. you're you're struggling with something that you don't even know the words for how is that going for you now like you said like you felt you would pray and god wouldn't respond at all do you have things um, better at all yes because uh, sometimes when I pray, I like feel a presence, and sometimes I don't. Yeah. But I, I kind of like don't treat it that personally. Hmm. I usually kind of just like, like okay, or when I, because um, I would have like um, physical symptoms when I was doing something wrong. Like, I would feel something in my chest. Like, when I would tell a lie or something, I would feel something in my chest. Uh-huh. And then I started getting those just out of the blue. And then I had, like, sit down and think, like, okay, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? And then turns out that actually those were, like, psych- psychosomatic because I have an anxiety. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I kind of, like, treated the opposite way, like, when whenever I like feel something that's wrong, it's just like, okay, that's just gonna happen now, I guess. Yeah, like th- this is just my brain and body doing its yeah. weird thing. It doesn't mean I'm a terrible sinner. <laughs> exactly, because uh, like when I would pray and I would just like, because I'm a very casual player. That's one thing I took out from the youth group that I'm actually thankful about. That uh-huh. like you don't have to like get on your knees under your cross in your room and like read this passage and reflect right. on it yeah. you can just like lie on the couch and be like okay jesus this yeah. went down yeah yeah and sometimes i did feel like just my something in my chest then and i was like come on jesus i'm like i'm like talking to you like just casually why attack me now oh yeah so right now i'm just like okay hold on my brain's doing something weird and yeah usually i could just like take a pause and just like okay what is it i'm just like Mm -hmm. "Hmm." is it the fact that i'm worried because i have to go to a new place tomorrow Mm. Uh, oh no is that chemistry homework that i think i might have wrong okay it definitely it's so much easier to deal with anxiety once you know what it is yeah well yeah getting my diagnosis first for an anxiety 
Mm-hmm. And now, well, I got my like first diagnosis that they think that I might be somewhere on like the neurodivergent autistic spectrum. They don't know where yet. I need okay. to come in for a few more tests. Uh-huh. But that too, that like I will finally know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of like mental health health diagnosis that like yeah, they fit, but not like perfectly. There's always so much relief when you finally just know what's going on. Yeah. Did you feel that way at all when you finally found the word by gender? So, with my gender, it kind of just like flowed because I was trying out labels like first I was like okay maybe I'm trans no I'm not actually I am not a dude we crossed that one out okay so gender fluid but like okay so like what gender do I feel like today Mm -hmm. and just like crickets (laughs) so then okay okay I'm just I I don't identify as either gender Mm -hmm. but then like but, like, I do kind of. So then I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm, like, a demigirl. But then I was like, there's something that's, like, not named here. Mm-hmm. So then I finally just, like, okay, by gender, like, okay, I'm, like, 70% woman, 30% man. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay. Nice. And, like, putting that percentage of how much of me is what yeah but the percentages do change but i do always feel like i'm somewhat a woman sometimes like more woman sometimes more man Mm -hmm. so there is that fluidity but i am always something yeah there's no like flowing to one extreme to the other there's always those two together gender can be so weird and confusing but it's also pretty cool how diverse it is like that even mm-hmm. with like one term like by gender, everyone who's by gender experiences what that means a little differently. I just feel like the gender binary is a one big lie we have all yep. been told. Yeah. Whenever I like I tell my experience with like being non binary to like people who think they are cis, that they're like, Oh no, you're not non binary. Stop talking like that. Mm. Everybody feels that way. And I'm just like, well, I, I hate know. to break it to you, my dude. Yeah, but... if you feel that way. <laughs> yeah, but if you feel that way, that means. I, I like, I think so many more people would be non binary or trans if they just had that information. Yeah. And like, even if they, if I came to those people, like when I was, because I did not start coming out until I had the gender thing figured out, because I think that's a bigger step, that there's Mm -hmm. like less permission to like change labels in between. Mm, Yeah. There is, there is like very little permission to like change uh, the label of your sexuality but when your yeah. gender comes along that's like the biggest argument of mm-hmm. like transphobes or like transmet that like well they thought they were non-binary but they weren't after all yeah one zero for us yeah <laughs> and uh. it's like since when are just other people living their life like a competition for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I didn't want to like contribute to any arguments, so I just like sat with that. So yeah, but I think if I talked to those people like how I'm feeling before I knew who I was, then I would probably think that I'm cis. Go like, well, if everybody feels that way, then I guess it's normal. Yeah. But I think that like. I think that there are very few people who are actually like fully cisgender. But then again, like they come at me argumenting that, well, there is a lot of like toxic masculinity and internalized misogyny. So maybe that plays a part. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, I don't know enough about your life, like, know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always get really frustrated when people accuse us of. Oh yeah, you're you just have all this internalized misogyny, so you don't want to be a girl. That's all. It's like no, that's not it. Yeah, just like no, I I want to be a girl. I I love being seventy percent a girl. Yeah, just that there's this other part of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I did have a lot of internalized misogyny that I started to unpack mm-hmm. um, when I came out as a lesbian, actually. Yeah. Because. That was kind of like me trying not to have crushes on girls. I would like find what's wrong with them, like slut shaming going on. Yeah. Because we love purity culture. Right. And just like all the way, just like, okay, no, I can't like her. She is this, 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 and that. Shifting like my good feelings for them, making them negative to kind of like, avoid crushing on them yeah and then like coming back to that like oh that intense emotion you felt was actually a crush and not hatred (laughs) who knew yeah yeah it's weird what we do to sort of protect ourselves from from having to realize these things Yeah. yeah it's wild but yeah my realizing i was a lesbian was was of like coming to terms with that label was even more of a roller coaster than the gender part because yeah I was switching through labels and like I settled with bi for a long time of course I like dudes I had a crush on this one actor obviously yeah yeah this one actor who I could never actually meet or date isn't that yeah exactly Or like, I did have a crush. I did have crushes on my male friends. And it's not because they were like my friends and were nice to me and I convinced mm. myself that it must be a crush. No, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah, funny story, but my actual, like what I thought was a male crush turned out to uh, also be non-binary. So. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> uh, that was also like, okay, but I... I did have an actual crush on that one guy, so I'm bi. And then she comes out as trans femme, and I'm just like, well, never mind then. (laughs) But, yeah. And I did did not know how to label myself, but I was was in a relationship with my girlfriend. Uh, So people would assume I'm a lesbian, and I didn't want to correct them, really. Oh, that's that's the funniest story I uh, I ever have to say. But like, I was sitting in a mall with her and one of my friends, mm-hmm. and we weren't like really acting like a couple because we didn't want to get stared at. Yeah, 
Yeah. But I was sitting like kind of close to her, our knees were touching, and this one man just like goes up to us and is like, are you lesbians? Like I was caught so off guard. Yeah, jeez. And like all those questions like, what am I, are spitting through my head and I just wanted to be like, I don't know, am I? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. You tell me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, we kind of just like told him it's not his business and to leave yeah. us alone. Security started looking at us, so he kind of walked away. <laughs> yeah, but like, I just wanted to be like, I don't know, am I? <laughs> it just, the funniest thing was just like, I've been having this existential crisis for three days now, and this one dude wants me to answer that question right on the spot. <laughs> yeah, a similar thing happened uh, almost exactly a year later when I was sitting with my girlfriend in a cafe, also like uh, like an Indian immigrant came to us, and in this really funny accent was like, are you lesbians? <laughs> Which like... Uh, I'm not being making fun of his accent, but like the fu- the fact that like almost exactly a year later, yeah. asking us that <laughs> again, almost in the same spot. Yeah, because like I mean, I get struggles with accent. I had to work through mine. <laughs> like I started learning English well in preschool, but that was oh like, wow, that, that wasn't forget. really anything really because mm-hmm. kind of like the pressure to learn languages started happening when I was already in high school okay because uh, right now kids are kids are so pressured into just like being multilingual it's mm-hmm. it's pretty sad because uh, I work I also work at like a language school oh cool okay and and I get, like, these six-year-olds put into a classroom and just like, okay, this is your native speaker. You're not allowed to speak Polish. Like, mm. I'm not allowed to speak Polish to them. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, I got a bunch of first graders and they don't understand me at all. And I don't know, like... Who doesn't like those lessons more than me or those kids? Because those kids have no idea what's going on and I have no idea how to explain it to them. Yeah, that's also something that um, that there's a lot of debate going on. Just like, and why I'm afraid to like be out because, well, gay people can't work with kids. Oh, yeah. Like, there, again, there's, like, no explicit laws, but I think that, like, if I came out at that school, the parents would just freak out and, like, what mm-hmm. sort of gay propaganda is she teaching our kids? And I'm just, like, um, English? Yeah. <laughs> That's the gay agenda. Foreign languages. Yeah. We're playing bingo? <laughs> that happens in the United States, too, especially, yeah, with people who work with kids. I was planning on being a high school teacher for a while, and that was one of my big fears, was that parents would be not happy about me teaching their kids. Um, I did have quite a few gay teachers when I look back in high school. They Mm -hmm. they weren't out, like, but it was was a very small town, so everyone knew everybody's business. And yeah, there were a lot of parents very unhappy about that. Uh, Yeah. 
and like they kept their private life very private because like right. straight teachers would just like oh here's a photo of my husband and kids mm -hmm. and like nothing from the gay teachers it's that don't don't ask don't tell yeah. thing, which is sad because if there are lgbt kids in the classroom it's really helpful to know that your teacher is like you. Like my my younger siblings told me that some of the teachers in my high school are gay. I had no idea. Yeah. If I had known, I feel like I would have understood myself better a lot faster. Or like, cause yeah, or like the gossip about um, like, oh, like there's a teacher we don't like. <gasps> Maybe she's a lesbian. Ugh. And she was actually, but like it was still kind of like that lesbian teacher. Oh, we yeah. hate her. Yeah. Just like yeah, and like me, just like just just like getting the idea that I might not be straight, and just being like, oh nope, everyone likes me. I can't be gay. Yeah, yeah. Like lesbian is a bad word. That can't yeah. be. Yeah, another thing that pisses me off in Polish is that, like, um, well, we do have, a, like, the full word lesbian, but, like, the slur is just, like, lesba. And, like, people just oftentimes just don't feel like typing it out. Uh-huh. So whenever I am reading some kind of, like, comments mm -hmm. on something and just, just, like, the slur, 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 I'm just like, mm. damn. Well, there's a lot of, like, I think everywhere, kind of, like, the discourse about who gets to reclaim a slur and yeah. what is still a slur and what's not. Yeah. And I think just, like, the fact that, like, I think that, like, LGBT people is, like, starting to exist in, like, the public life kind mm -hmm. of eye and, like everything else happening at the same time just i feel like the timeline is so messed up that like we are having some conversations that the u.s had in like the 70s mm, yeah and some that you guys are already having all at the same time so like we don't have this thing figured out yet yeah but like we're already starting to figure out another one. Mm -hmm. Like, there is no linear path that's going. It's just like... Yeah, it's all at once. Yeah, everyone is just like running around screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to process all at the same time. Yeah, because we are pretty far behind when it comes to gay rights. Like, mm -hmm. gay marriage is is not gonna exist for a while now yeah but we already like they're already like starting to pass laws uh, like against child adoption for same-sex mm. couples and i'm just like oh. but if only married couples can adopt kids then wouldn't that mean that same-sex couples still can't adopt them it's like they're preparing for it if yeah, but like yeah. that's not gonna happen. Like you are yeah. the same guys that are gonna make it happen. So like, wouldn't? Why don't you just like no? Like I just feel like there is no timeline going on. Like there is there is mm -hmm. a lot to deal with, and they just 
no one knows where, where to start. Yeah. Do you think, like, is part of the conservatism because it's such a Catholic country? Yeah, for sure. Well, there are a lot of young people are walking away from Catholicism. And you hear that during the service every week that, like, no young people <laughs> go to church anymore. Yeah. Which is just like, well, like, are you going to do something with it? Or are you just going to bitch about it to the people who do go to church? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's just, like, them sitting around and the priest being like, young people don't go to the church anymore. And all the old ladies are just like, they sure don't. <laughs> Those heathens. Yeah, and just like, okay, but like, what's gonna happen with that? Yeah, what are you going to do to make them want to go to church? Yeah, yeah. well, they are trying, because they are like, they are like summer camps organized mm. by, by like churches, and there are some fun summer camps, and I think those work, because some of my best memories do come from those types of camps. Mm-hmm. I did meet one of my best friends there. Oh, cool. Yeah, we kind of naturally drifted apart. And uh, I kind of am scared to reach out to her again because I don't know how yeah. she will react to everything that has has gone down in my life. Yeah. So I kind of feel like it's better to hold on to the good memories and not not bury them. Because right now, like, as long as she doesn't know, then, like, she also has, like, good memories of me. So, like, Mm -hmm. why ruin that for her and for me? Like, there's no point, actually. (laughs) Though I am, like, sometimes sitting and just because I still have, like, a lot of photos from the church choir. And, like, I sometimes look at a photo and I'm just like, I, like, could come back. But, like, I don't know, like, I don't know what consequences would that bring. Because, mm. yeah, then again, like, we we were a family, like, like, personal questions would arise, and what would I say? Yeah. And that keeps happening, like, all the time, like, when, when I, like, say I don't have a boyfriend, and, like, do I elaborate, or do I just leave it? Do I want to come out or do I just like, or is it better if they think I'm single? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I looked like the biggest lesbian around. So <laughs> one time I had like an older group at, um, at the school and I was like, because we were like talking, I had like an article for them and I did like, like, oh, I went somewhere with my boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And then I, like, told that story to my girlfriend, and she was just like, and they believed you? <laughs> like, you're dressed like a dude. Oh, my gosh. They, they did believe me. The heteronormativity is that strong. Yep, yep. It's been great getting to talk to you. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. The last thing I usually ask is if there's any last bit of advice you would give to trans or non-binary people of faith or just in general. Just pretty much just give yourself some space and just figure it out. Like nobody did this before. 
like mm. no, literally no one lived your life before no one did this before there is no right way to, to do this just like try everything um, or to end with something scripture like test everything and hold to what's good or something like that I don't know yeah. the translation yeah that sounds right <laughs> but yeah because that one helps me out a lot. When I started like questioning, one priest told me like, well, test everything and hold to what's true. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's kind of like the permission to like not have everything together and just mm -hmm. like let it all fall apart. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining me and Hanka today. If you enjoy Blessed Are the Binary Breakers, and think it's a valuable contribution to the trans community or to conversations on faith, please rate and review it on iTunes or spread the word about it among your friends or on social media if it's safe for you to do so. This podcast still has a relatively small audience. I would love to get the stories that people are sharing with me further out into the world. After you've rated and reviewed this podcast, get out there and break some binaries and be a blessing to the world with your life.